Dwayne. Big J. What is going on? What's up, man? <laughs> Just got back from the gym. Yep. Did our, uh, uh, you? I mean, you lift. What time do you lift? At 7? 7 a.m. Yeah. 7 a.m. is like my six hour, six days a week. That's crazy. It's booked for me. I'm going to take an hour out of the day for me, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the day, I'm going to serve. And then you have six or more clients a day on top eight. of you lifting. Eight. Eight clients? Mm-hmm. So that's eight straight hours of, of clients at the gym on top of your hour working out. Yeah. So that's nine-hour days at the gym. Usually. Nine, ten-hour days at usually, the gym. yeah. And it, sometimes it's a little less, but yeah. Yeah, and you have clients start at like 5 a.m., and mm-hmm. it's crazy, bro. That's a lot of being busy. The hard part about getting to complain about that is I make my own schedule. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, I signed up for that. I was like, yeah, I own my own business, and I chose to work at 5 a.m., so let me complain about <laughs> the, the choice I made. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin has that quote. For addicts mm. that I always love. He, I mean, he was an addict because they said that he just would like go to whorehouses all the time and be drunk. And but I mean, women was his addiction. But he said, "An idle mind is a devil's workshop." Mm-hmm. So when you get idle and you have no purpose and you're not, you're just reacting and just kind of, or you're bored. Like the yes. devil's workshop starts kicking in yes. for an addict when you're bored. Like I think being bored. It's probably the worst thing an addict could experience. Absolutely. Because it's it just starts running that loop, yeah. that obsessive loop. My mind is not a safe place to be, <laughs> no. especially if I'm bored and I don't know what to do. Another nice uh, prompt for me is always, do you, well, do you know who gets bored? Boring people. Poor people, too. <laughs> no, boring people. Boring right. people. Right. Boring people get bored. <laughs> so... Part of that is just my my cognition. It's like I can't think of enough things to do. Mm, yeah, I was watching Joe Rogan had Elon Musk on mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, and just Elon Musk's schedule is insane. Like he's just like limited by having to sleep. Like he's like so uh, he goes. I just work seven days a week. That's what I do. That's who I am. This is I'm eccentric. I know this isn't for everyone, but I like to work. So 12, 15, 20 hours. Sometimes not sleeping, working through the night. Because he was talking about, he goes, do you know how hard it is to do manufacturing? Mm. He goes, it's easy to do a prototype of something, like make a car, make a cyber truck or whatever. But he goes, now you've got to like get the supply chain together. You got to get it cheap. And then you got to find all those places. And then you have to scale it in a factory once you get all the parts together. And you got to get the people and the machines working right. He goes, manufacturing is like, he goes, Henry Ford was an absolute genius. He was talking about that. But- He was saying, he's like, I am, you know, like, I mean, he's basically what we would call a workaholic, but he's the richest man in the world. Work money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and as an addict, if you're not working, you don't have a purpose. Good point. Very good point. I think, I think working out and working are probably the two best things that you can do. Like go get a job. Even if it's at McDonald's, swallow your pride, go make some fries. I love it. If I, I had to, it. I would. I would. I would not think twice. If I was desperate, down and out, I, it would not bother me in the least bit to go get a job at McDonald's. I, I just feel like I'm not. I don't think that. I wouldn't be afraid or have like pride. Pride. I just don't think I would be there now in my life because it's like this is what I need to do. Yes. Like yeah. I've I've done it where I've been. Sitting on the couch, feeling sorry myself, and that doesn't work. I think that's important to you've say. You've done that also, with cocaine in your system. You've had, <laughs> you, but you've done the appropriate work and lived the opposite existence to mm-hmm. know that's a spiral downward. Mm, yes, yes. The the idle the idle hands, the bored, the nothing to do, the zero purpose. You try and move Oof. through the world without any purpose, and tell me how that goes for you. It's like go get the razor blades. Yeah, that's what it's like. I don't want to go through the world without a purpose. Um, one of our, one of the psychologists we love to listen to, Jordan Peterson. Uh, I, I was listening to him recently, and he was discussing Sisyphus, the guy, the Greek mm-hmm. uh, uh, guy that's just pulling the, the the guy that pushes the rock up the hill, right? Pushes this huge stone up the hill, and you know how many times have you heard? Oh well, it's it's hard and. Just when you get to, you think you're going to get to the top, you you have to start over again, or, or always two steps forward, one step back. And um, it was it was Jordan that said, "Well, a nice 
helpful perspective when it comes to Sisyphus is to view him as happy. He wants mm-hmm. to push the rock up the hill. He's not so mad about it rolling back Mm-mm. down to the bottom and having to start over. He has something to do. He has a purpose. And that's a better perspective for me. That's a better personal life lesson for me in regards to work, in regards to working out at the gym, in regards to I have zero purpose in life. It's like, that's not actually true. Go find a load you can carry and carry it to the top. Do it. And then do it again. Get up yes, the next day do and it again. do it again. Do it again. Go, repetition. go to work again. And yeah. it's most people want to complain about that type of existence, but when I shoulder responsibility... I find purpose. I find a meaning. Mm-hmm. It's no longer get the razor blades. Yes. It's like, no, I have a place to be. And then God willing, that perspective can evolve. And maybe I get to carry the spirit of service with me in my workplace. It's like, mm-hmm. how can I be of service today? Who can I help today? Very useful tool for us in recovery um, is God use me today. Yes. God, make me of use today. God, put me where you want me to be today. Those are those are prayers that I take with me often, and obviously, it's out of experience. I didn't I didn't know this when I started a recovery program, but through experience, I learned being of service to others is the greatest form of existence on planet Earth. Hundred percent. I feel electric mm-hmm. when I can give of myself. And help someone else with and no conditions tied. Is that yes, yeah, that's, that's the hard tough. part. We were talking that's about tough. that earlier. Or recognition, like me trying to do that. Me trying to do it without conditions, mm-hmm. or yeah. or me being a victim. Like, look what I did. I need a. I need. Uh, and this is the narcissistic side of an, an addict. Yes, where I need to do something, and then I need the birthday cake and the candles <laughs> blown out and the song sung to me. Correct. And I want everybody looking at me. Even though I did something minimal, I still need all the praise. Yeah. And you see this in relation when an addict gets in a relationship, because it's like, in order for me to feel good, I need you to tell me how awesome I am. Yes. Yes. I was talking with my wife the other night and I was like, Did you know I buy all the laundry detergent? Yeah. yeah. And she was like, Yeah, I buy all the diapers. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, Oh, good point. Oh, I forgot about the diapers. I don't know. It's way and more I change expensive. Them. I deal with shit. It's way more. You just buy the. Yeah, but but <laughs> who who uses the laundry detergent? Oh, I do. Yes. <laughs> well, it's the same. I mean, it's the same exact. I but get that's into my that. Ego. That's my ego. And and I think today's topic it's perfect with you using the rock. Why is he happening? Mm-hmm. Why why is what you're appearing as seeing something that's horrible? Yeah. Why why this you why this um conditioning, Mm -hmm. especially in the new world where everything is easy and gifted to me. And you know what? You don't have to work for that. We'll send Mm. you a check anyways. In the new world, why this perspective of negativity? Mm. Oh, I have to go to work. Why this perspective of a, uh, it's a grudge. I do this, but I do it begrudgingly. It's not what I really want to do. It's like, maybe this is a stepping stone to get to where I want to be. 100%. I used to work at a restaurant from 3 p.m. in the afternoon to 3 a.m. in the morning. And I did that for four years straight. And it's definitely not for everybody. It was something I was willing to shoulder. It was a boulder I was willing to push because I used it as a stepping stone to get where I am today. Yeah, I mean, you I were built, able to... I built two businesses off of, off yes. of that type of schedule. Yeah, millions of dollars worth. And I, human beings are the only creatures on planet Earth that can sacrifice the present mm. in turn for the future. I'm willing to sacrifice the present, whatever's going on in the moment, my, my whatever, my desire to be free and right. eat cakes in order to benefit future Dwayne later. Yeah, and, and this is what we're talking about today is awakening awareness. Mm. So that you awaken that awareness by understanding that. So when you pull back and you look at that myth that Jordan Peterson talks about, that you were talking about, an addict is going to look at it or, or probably pretty much uh, a victim mentality yes. human, regardless of who you are, is going to look at and they're going to focus on the rock, the incline, and how much work it takes to push it up. Very good. And then they're going to turn around and look at that and 
see who's watching me as I'm pushing the rock up. <laughs> so you have that part. Then as I'm pushing the rock up, I need to stop with the people that are watching me and tell them how hard I'm. it is. <laughs> Appared to being happy where you have an awakening awareness is it has nothing to do with the incline, has nothing to do with the rock. Mm. All of this is a spiritual. The work that I'm doing is just a spiritual metaphor of who I can become. Nice. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, it's not real. Do you want the rock's oh, not real? The incline's not real. Well, I love this metaphor of who I can become. Do you want to be continue to be the victim of your oppressive job? You want to continue to be the victim of, well, it's never been easy for me. Do you want to be the um, unconscious? Is that your role in this world? Unconscious victim. Tell me how things work <laughs> out for you if you're the unconscious victim. That's what the world is of, praising absolutely, now. Absolutely. Absolutely. The news media and everybody else is like, we want you to be unconscious and we want you to be a victim. Very good. Because if you're an unconscious victim, what are you? A slave. A slave. A slave to work. You're a slave to the government, yes, both yes, sides. Very good. Republican, Democrat, you're a slave to, um, like Canada is just coming out with a rule where they're, they're going to filter podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like one of our podcasts in Canada with our Canadian listeners, hey, all you guys, we get a lot of people from Canada listening. So there must be a lot of addicts in Canada. You know who it is? You, this is so funny, guys. You guys are going to love this. Um, and, and I'm from there. I'm, I'm not from there. My lineage says I'm part irish and part english so but it's funny when you look usa is number one for our listeners who do you think number two is india ireland oh because they're drinking all the time <laughs> recovered addicts bros yeah, i love you guys are, yes at least you guys are trying you're trying <laughs> so awesome <laughs> they listen to the podcast in the bar and uh in ireland if nico is listening to this we'd love to come visit your shop yeah the watch shop oh uh, please yeah have pride and pinion <laughs> uh, we we have like a thing with watches so we that would uh, be awesome yeah but it, uh, he's in ireland there i think in dublin or something but it's it's so it's so wild when you look at this and, and this kind of the oxymoron of awakening our awareness, mm-hmm. we awaken our awareness, and this is number one in our literature, is to understand and admit our limitations. Now, this sounds counterintuitive to what the self-help is out there. The self-help is out there is like, be like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, you're unlimited. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're talking about here. Whenever you look at understanding and admitting our limitations, it's you up on the rock pushing that rock and then understanding I can't do this by myself, Mm. but there's something that can do this starts with the G and ends with the D and it's three letter God. Yep. I need God to step in and cause he can push the rock up. No problem. Very powerful. Very powerful. But but when you talk, I mean, cause you've done this for 13 years, that first step in admitting their limitations, what does that look like for an addict? Because you've articulated this really well multiple times. Often it's extremely painful. Like the price to enter, we say it costs nothing to to belong, but the price you pay (laughs) to need to to recover is very high. And what I had to pay was uh, years and years of selfish destruction. I was destroying my life. I was destroying the life of people around me. And as a result of causing that harm, my existence suffered. I, uh, it, was, it, was, it was unbearable. And it's difficult to admit that I can't do this alone. That I'm, I'm me, Dwayne, left to his own devices, he's not enough. Especially when it comes to my addiction. When mm-hmm. it comes to now I need this thing in order to be okay. And... Um, It's very paradoxical. It's backwards to the way my mind normally works. My mind normally says, work harder and figure this out. On your own. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Only quitters quit. Don't be a fucking I'm quitter. an island. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll push harder. Work harder. So you're pushing the rock up with mm-hmm. anger. Um, you're pushing the rock up with self-deceit. Yes, yes. You're pushing the rock up selfishly. My, my feet It's are, like, fuck you my, while you're pushing the rock my up. My feet are... are, are <laughs> scratching the mud behind me and yes. I'm giving it all my might and, and I'm about to blow a gasket yes, in yeah. order to get this rock to the top and I can't and I can't so 
You got to get a little broken. You actually have to get very broken in order to admit complete defeat. And that admitting complete defeat just looks like, okay, I can't deal with this. So the boulder has, you have to almost get halfway there. Then the boulder has to run over with you. Yep. And then it falls back into the pivot, that, that divot that it was in. And then it's, and then you got to start all over again with that momentum. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm bruised. I'm broken. fucked up. I got a bone that's like halfway <laughs> stuck out my leg and I'm going to do this again. Go so you got to do that a whole bunch mm-hmm. and get that ball to that big, heavy concrete ball to roll over you and fuck you up a bunch of times before you finally say, I can't do this. Very powerful. That's and, a hard fucking and thing to entering do. Bro. Recovery. And this is something that we're building a community here online. You and I have each other. We bounce mm-hmm. uh, 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 life topics off of each other mm-hmm. all the time. Um, you're one of my spiritual giants. Like you're a spiritual yeah. heavy hitter yeah, in my corner, yeah. and yeah. We, we we have each other's back. And one We're of like the, wrestling one of WWE, the, like tag team. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the beautiful components of having a recovery uh, uh, program or support group around you is I don't have to push that rock alone anymore. Yes. So we start with this admission of limitation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always look like God. I need help. Sometimes it just looks like I can't anymore. Well, for me, with you, it's like you coming to me in a spiritual aspect, and it's basically saying, you come to me and you're saying, why are you pushing the rod? Mm. You're struggling so fucking hard, Jason. Why don't you just, why don't you take a break? Go have a sip of uh, some Coke Zero that you like to drink <laughs> and let God push the rock up. Very good. Very <laughs> I mean, that's good. what that's there for. That's what you are there for. You know what I mean? I told two. To change my perspective. I told two people that today. God, you deal with this because I can't. Mm, yes, I've said that as affirmation. Yeah. God, I need you to deal with this because I can't. Mm-hmm. When my son was in gestation, we had gone to one of um, Emma's doctor's appointments for ultrasound, and he was tracking very small in regards to the amount of uh, how fast he was supposed to be growing in gestation. And um, the doctor said, well, usually when they track that small, like his brain and his femur, his head and his femur, that's usually like Down syndrome. And we were just like, oh, like devastated. His shot to the heart, you know, and I'm whatever, 12, 10, 10 years sober at that time. And um, I had had enough experience and enough exposure to spiritual principles. And I just started laying down that prayer as often as I could. God, you deal with this because I can't. God, you deal with this because I can't. And I'm very honored and blessed to be connected to such a powerful woman because she did her work too. She went to work and started doing meditations Mm -hmm. in regards to, okay, we're going to grow this little thing inside of us. Mm -hmm. And then the next ultrasound, he had had a 30% growth, whatever, leap in however many weeks. But It was was like this huge rate of growth. Isn't that amazing though that you saw that spiritual work being done and she did it and she saw that power yes so she can draw into that anytime she'd be she could be like and and you as a husband be like babe remember when you grew the baby 30 yes 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 like just in by your just mind, a few weeks those thoughts and god and letting and letting the god consciousness inside of me the universal source power inside of me do that work mm. that's not my rock to push i can't fucking even yeah. i can't move it even if i tried there's nothing you do i couldn't go in there yeah. and stretch him out like i yeah. couldn't do it <laughs> right yeah <laughs> I wanted to, but I didn't know there's not, you know, it's nothing I could do is my hands were tied and God took care of him. We had, we, she gave birth to a very healthy little boy. He's wild. He just went trick or treating and, and at the time of his life, <laughs> it was, it was insane. And, and I'm so honored to get to be connected to the type of family where those are some of the principles we practice. Yeah. You just started them on the. Candy industrial complex. Hershey's <laughs> <laughs> and all said, those. You, you can eat as much candy as you can, as you want, while you're hunting for candy. <laughs> yeah. Because when we get home, it's going away. <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. I get so addicted to the Reese's Cups. Yep, and, Reese's is my favorite. Yeah, I know, those are my favorite. So dealing with our limitations, um, you know, a nice prompt for me is always, God, help me recognize my human limitations. God help me recognize. So I need to see, I need to be able to see if I'm unconscious and I'm in my ego, I can't see reality. I can't really see what's going on. I'm just, I just keep smashing up against this boulder and I'm not figuring out how to get help or do something different. 
So God help me recognize my human limitations. Part of this stuff is I'm in human form. Like I can only do so much. I can only do so much. And when it comes to my addiction, I definitely was not enough to stop drinking on my own. That, 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 uh, for you, alcohol more than anything, probably, I mean, there were some drugs involved, but that, that boulder was just running you over. Yeah. No matter how much you tried to push on it, mm-hmm. you couldn't push that alcohol boulder up. The that hill. boulder was hospitalizing me. <laughs> it was fucking it you was. up. <laughs> it was. I was black and blue and broken, and I didn't know whose blood was on it. <laughs> and, and you've had to have mentors and people that, that came into your life through programs and stuff like that and meetings that helped you through that. But you had to make that decision to say, God, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And be honest with yourself. How hard is it in that first moments to recognize that you are helpless. Mm. I mean, that's got to be a tough feeling. Most people don't get it. Most people just die. Mm -hmm. That's how hard it is. It's so hard to have a a simultaneous break Mm -hmm. of the ego and then willingness to, to, to kind of figure out what that is. Okay, if my ego cracked open... What's inside? What, 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 what can illuminate the situation? Mm-hmm. Most people aren't willing to let their ego crack open and have God's light shine in. They just continue their destructive behavior to the bitter end. Yeah, I was watching this horrific video with the guy that got ate by a shark in um, Egypt here recently. And it's horrific. I mean, it shows, you know, like he's in the water and then it shows him moving all around. You know how you'd picture. And then the shark's like on him. like, And... There's a point, I would imagine, I mean, I've been close to death multiple times, been in three helicopter mm-hmm. crashes in Somalia and Bosnia and Haiti and all that. But there's a point in your head where you have to be like, I'm dying, I'm dead. Like, like there's a point in your head where you're like, I'm going to try to fight the shark. But then after a while, you're like, oh, I see blood everywhere. Half my torso is gone. Yeah. There has to be that moment where the shark's too big. Like, I'm fucked. Good. And that yeah. that's the shark of the addiction. It's kind of that same, like, oh fuck. Like it's almost <laughs> like a death feeling, I would imagine. It, it is it is a, a death of sorts. And um definitely is, it, is there it's fear? A, it's a spiritual death. There's always fear because I don't I I'm not it's not what I'm used to. I'm not used to surrendering. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to giving up. I'm not used to saying I can't handle this. I'm used to just smashing my head against the wall and trying to do the same experiment over again tomorrow. Right. And um, like you're not gonna fight Jaws. You, I love no the I love the shark analogy. I just saw this meme the other day, and it was um, uh, there was a picture of a lion, a polar bear, and a gorilla, mm-hmm. and it says, "Okay, you pick which one. No weapons, no tools whatsoever. Which one yeah, do you want to fight? All three. You're fucked no matter what. And it's that's that's my addiction. Yeah. I'm fucked no matter what. I I I partake in the unconscious behavior because even if I don't want to, even if I know it's hurting me. Mm-hmm. I still partake. Well, you were talking about in one of our podcasts, and it, it, it's in my head all the time, it's just running against a concrete wall. Yes, the brick wall, running on mm-hmm. a brick wall, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I picture it as like a concrete, like, you know those parking mm-hmm. garages mm-hmm. and the big concrete walls? Like, r- go ahead. Well, I watched, uh, I don't know why my Instagram is giving me these horrific videos, <laughs> but maybe because I'm watching them. I don't even like watching them because it makes me feel gross. Yeah. But there was a guy in a... Uh, 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 one of those wing suits, which most of those people die. Yeah, the squirrel suits. The squirrel suits, and he hits a bridge. Yeah. He's going 140 miles an hour. Splat. Yeah, that's literally what. It sounded like, just like, it sounded horrible. But it's like, because it had its camera on him, you know, that they collected the footage. And it's like, uh, there's the bridge isn't going to move. That concrete wall, that brick wall, is not going to move. Yeah. So what type of insanity do I have to have mm. to think there we go. I'm going to move the brick wall? <laughs> it didn't work. Oh, let me try it again. What 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 is going on there? What why 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 this why this blind egoic destructive mm-hmm. behavior? That's it. That's my that's my addiction in a nutshell. I'm blind. It's all ego and it's fucking me up. Yeah, it's, I almost- I, it's fucking me up so bad I can't even see. <laughs> it's, I, I can't even see how bad things are around me. There's a popular analogy of being the tornado ripping through everyone's life. 
You're the tornado. That's a great one. Ripping through everyone's I life. I love that. Yes. And then yeah. the minute you get a little bit of you get a little little bit of time, you say, "Man, it's nice that the wind stopped blowing." Mm. But everything else is in shambles. You look around. And- yeah, yeah, everything's destroyed, including my family. Mm. And and that's so good, bro. Like- that's that's the addict. The addict is the tornado. So usually, something very traumatic has to happen in order for me to be willing to look, to look at the path of destruction. And if I'm lucky enough, I haven't died before I take a look and I start to have a little bit of awareness. What makes that possible? What part of me is aware? We've done a lot of podcasts on this already. We have vertical dimension and horizontal dimension. In the world of form, that's all all horizontal existence. That's that's my job. That's anything form-based, anything tangible, anything I can see. We would even throw in thought forms in the world of form. But then there's also a second dimension, vertical dimension, spiritual dimension, Mm. an awareness Yes, dimension. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a thought about saying the word dimension, which part of me is thinking and observing that thought. So we exist in two planes at the same time, the vertical dimension, horizontal dimension. The vertical dimension is what I want to be in the forefront. That's what gives me a chance. Mm-hmm. That's what might be powerful enough to help me Try something different to help me. Okay, we're no longer going to partake in this insane behavior and run into the wall anymore. We're going to ask for help. We're going to go call Jason because he has a bulldozer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe we have a better chance at conquering this obstacle right, right. together than you alone with your forehead. Yeah, or you could call God because he owns Caterpillar. Very good. Very good. Yeah. He owns all the bulldozers. <laughs> That's all. We John create, Deere doesn't matter. We create entire universes. You want to move a wall? No problem. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. We create universes. I'm creating them right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're way out there. You can't. You did, and this is crazy. You know, it's like the law of awakening or the law of awareness, like the law of gravity. Like this is how it goes. Like mm-hmm. it's a law. Mm-hmm. Like universal I mean, law. Yeah. And for me, whenever you look at and the vertical, uh, horizontal, there's a lot of mystery school teachings back in the day. Uh, that talked about opening the heart chakra. Yes. So I'm going to get kind of real spiritual here for a second. But and, and the Bible talks about it has to come from the heart first and then the mind. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that's the vertical and the horizontal is having that awareness in that heart. You know what and what the Bible refers to as the heart is kind of your soul, yes. that soul awareness. Um, you know where intuition comes from and all those. But and then that thought, the mind, you know, is kind of the spirit. Okay. You know, so you have the soul and the spirit, these two, and, and this is a spiritual aspect of things, but it's kind of like that awakening comes into the heart. Very good. And it's yeah. that emotional, and you've experienced that, you know, with your um, addiction, that 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 emotional awakening that comes through, and then the mind catches on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the logical part, the vertical part comes through, yeah, or is it the horizontal? I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Yeah, the vertical part comes through, and then that begins to lay out the... Oh, okay. I've got God. He's helping me move the rock. Okay. Ne- next rock I need to move with God's help is get a job. Mm-hmm. You know, is let me use. I saw a lady on Instagram, and I'm, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to get her on the podcast. Um, she showed her body and her transformation and stuff like that for years. But I think she's even a personal trainer or something. But she she's her whole thing is like addict and being an addict. Oh, cool. And then so she like she shows her body and like you know how they have those before after like in a mm-hmm. bikini or whatever. And then you can see this transformation every single year since she, you know, since she said, I'm going to use physical to help me and nice. the same as you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if you're lazy, fat, eating shitty food and you're addicted to, like I was like addicted to food or, you know, I still face that mm-hmm. issues. Um, Cause I use that as a coping mechanism. Like you would use alcohol or anything, but if you're lazy, fat, you're uh, a coward, you're a tornado, you're selfish, you can change all of that. Yeah. You could change it today. Yes. If that heart chakra would open up and you would realize who you really are inside. And that's the next thing is, um, what is, what is our current path and what is the path that lays before us? 
Because I could have gone 13 years ago and said, hey, Dwayne, you're going to be a multimillionaire. You're going to have this. You're going to have an amazing wife. You're going to have amazing kids. And you're going to have, you're going to go to a, on a Halloween and not drink. In fact, you're going to go to on a Halloween and you're going to have the most amazing Halloween you've ever had. No one blacked out. <laughs> yeah, no one. There was no alcohol involved in it. <laughs> so it's like, and you didn't need alcohol to have the most amazing Halloween. Because you told me that in the gym. He's like, it's the most amazing Halloween I ever had. It's the best Halloween I ever had in my life. I'm 35 years old, and I've never had a Halloween that much fun ever. And if I would have went back 13 years ago and been like, hey, you're going to be a multimillionaire, have a wife, and have the best Halloween you ever had, and none of that involves alcohol, you'd have been bullshit, Jason. Yeah. Like, Who the fuck are you? Sorry, I don't believe you. Yeah, yeah. You, that's what you would say. Sorry, I don't believe you. <laughs> so this is the path you're on now. Yes, yes. Do I, so the path I'm traveling. Yes, here we go. The path I'm traveling how do I get from unconscious victim mm. to creator of my world? <laughs> it sounds something like fucking responsibility is what it sounds like. But that's a huge transformation to go from unconscious victim. What's wrong with me is you. Yes. What's wrong with me is the federal government. What's wrong with me is uh, uh, the, the Democrats traffic. or the Republicans. Yeah, what's wrong with me is having the this, these, these, or, these, yeah. these dang kids. They don't do what I need them to do. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me is you. If only you were different, I would be okay. My mom. Shouldering 100% responsibility for what's going on in my head mm -hmm. is how we start to walk that path from unconscious victim to creator of my world. What's going on in my head is a lot of judgment. What's going on in my head is a lot of fear. What's going on in my head is a lot of, um, I want the easy way. I don't want to work this. I don't want to do that. I want the easy way. Don't you know who I am? I, I should come first. So tons of selfishness. An appropriate, well-practiced recovery program teaches me spiritual tools to start rewiring, to A, recognize, B, start rewiring these crazy thoughts. I have unconscious, selfish, fearful, resentful, judgmental thoughts all day long. And my shitty life is your fucking fault. And I don't know how to take responsibility. That's just a symptom of your current path. Very good. Very good. That's all that is. So start. You're sick because of this. So to start tapping into that vertical dimension, to start tapping into that power that can solve my problem, very simple tool to start rewiring the brain is, God help me not judge. Mm, yes. God help me not judge. How many times do I have to walk down the path and pray, God help me not judge? God help me not judge. God help me not judge. I have not reached it yet. So I don't know. I'm still praying that same prayer, and it's been years. God, relieve me of my fear. God, relieve me of my fear. God, relieve me of my fear. So those are, those are just two simple little tools I can use as I'm walking this path to go from unconscious victim to, no, no, I'm taking responsibility for what's going on in my head because I want to be the creator of my world. I'm not the victim of my surroundings. I'm the creator of my existence. Um, you know, we've talked, a lot, we've, we've had many podcasts about tools and there, there are countless spiritual tools available to us. Um, another helpful one is, um, to have a high aim. It's like, okay, you were dying drunk. You were, you were f killing yourself with, with food and, and upset at what you saw in the mirror all the time, 24 the time, seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good enough. What's a high, what's a high aim? Fat. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to be good enough. Mm -hmm. I want to be someone I like when I look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I want to have 19%, 18% body fat. How do I start heading in that direction? Well, it might look like a meal plan. Mm -hmm. these, these are the six meals I can eat a day. Five meals I can eat a day. It might look like a cardio format. Five days a week, I'm going to do 20 minutes of cardio. Might look like a strength training program. Three days a week, I'm going to go hit the weights. Might look like doing that over and over and over again. At least I have a boulder to push. Yeah. I know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing today. I'm not swimming in chaos. And, and the boulder was put there by God. That, that boulder, you can 
push. Very good. Yes. So the, Sisyphus. The, yes. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. You go no, ahead. No, but because I, I, realizing that our literature says realizing that our current path is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. So I want people to know the current path right now. Current path that you're on as an addict right now is you trying to pull up your own boulder, push up your own boulder, the idol that you've the idols that you've created, alcohol, mm-hmm. drugs, gambling, pornography. You're trying to do it on your own. And it's running over you, beating you up constantly, just abusing you, beating you up. That's the that's one path. That's one part of the current path. Or you're like, fuck it, I'm not going to the, I'm not going to the boulder today. I'm just going to look at it. It's sitting there, but you're going to go to the boulder, and then you're going to try to do it again by yourself. Right. And that doesn't work. So sitting around not doing shit when you know you got a boulder to push up the hill, and then looking at the boulder. See, this is the paradox people don't understand. They get caught in this loop. The current path loop. The current path loop is I'm going to do this by myself and I'm going to push this boulder up. And I'm going to work really hard and do it. And then no, it fucks and falls back on me. Fuck it, I relapse. Right. And then I'm going to, well, fuck it. I'm just going to drink a whole bunch for months on end or do drugs or I'm going to cheat on my wife or whatever it is. Months on end because fuck it. This is what I, this is who I am. So you're not even getting close to the boulder. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize when you invite God in, he brings you, gives you a whole different path. Like the the boulder and that hill that you thought that you needed to climb was not the one. Yes, you can choose a different boulder. There, there's one that's really easy over here. <laughs> on a whole, you just have to go to this other path. Nice. And then there, there's oh, there's a physical boulder that's that's not that hard to to move. I can actually move it every day. Mm-hmm. If I do these things. Oh, there's a mental boulder. I can understand that. Oh, me doing the physical that helps my mental, and I'm not getting as depressed. Mm. Oh, the spiritual builder. Oh, I need to do these spiritual practices and affirmations and listen to these podcasts and do these different things and go to meetings and talk to other people and serve other people. Oh, spiritual's working. I can push that boulder. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. All, all three of those boulders I can push. Yeah. This is They're about, like little juggling balls. It's fantastic. This is about finding my optimal load. Yes. It's about human beings are load bearing creatures. We're not built for utopia and cakes. Yeah. It's not what we're fucking built for. We're built to carry a load. I never felt better in my life than when I had responsibility to show up to. Show up to it and it unfold well. Mm. I I don't feel good when I stay on the couch and eat cake. No. I don't. I'm not happy. I am not happy with how I get sleepy. I get tired. The sugar hits. It's a shitty way to live. And then I'm watching these shows. I love that you. I love that you say, "Go get a fucking job. Get up and shoulder a load you can handle." It's about finding the load that's appropriate for you. That doesn't mean you're going to be the CEO of a downtown New York law office next week. Yeah, don't be unrealistic about it. But it might mean, okay, well, I got to go start supporting myself. I could fill out these applications. I could go to this interview. I could show up. I could fucking make coffee at a fucking Starbucks. Yeah. I could do it and use that load, that job as a stepping stone to something better. And then use that job as a stepping stone to something better. What's the spirit of the sacrifice I'm bringing to the situation? Mm. Do I have a genuine spirit or do I have the spirit of Cain? Mm-hmm. Am I saying, yes, fuck yes. it? I don't, I don't want to do any of this. Well, the work, the work is cool because it gives you a whole different paradigm. It's like you step into a whole new planet. When you step into that nine to five job or whatever you get at Starbucks, let's use. Sure. So now you've, they said, yes, you can come work. We need people. You can work at Starbucks. So you get up in the morning at 5 a.m. and you head into Starbucks. You've entered a whole new dimension mm. that's totally different than you've ever entered before. And guess what? You're going to learn in that dimension. You're going to serve other people in that dimension. And they're going to pay you for being there. Yeah. They're going to pay you for being on the right path. Very good. You're going to be on the <laughs> right path. Start getting a job is going to put you on the right. We just had somebody talk about that to us saying they listen to our podcast and they've gotten two jobs. Two jobs. Great. You got three jobs once, but in which you relapse. <laughs> I'm, I'm an addict. I got to do it all or nothing. Probably get one job. I'm going to get three. Yeah, but get a job. Take that paradigm, that new paradigm, that new world that you've entered into. Allow them to pay you. And learn. That's the whole process. You're learning in this. You're learning a new language in this whole new world. You're stepping into this new planet. Yes. You're 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 Han Solo, and you went into this whole new planet, and you got to learn how everything works. Phenomenal. But if you do it with the spirit of Cain, you're gonna be like, well, fuck this job, fuck the people I work with. I'm just I just work at Starbucks. You know, I'm giving people coffee. It's and like, then I'm and then I'm still the victim. Yeah. 
and I'm still the victim, and victims never recover. Yeah, 100%. Victims never take responsibility for their life. Victims never recover. So we don't want to have the spirit of Cain. You got to listen to the last podcast about that. Yeah, yeah, that was and, a great one. And it was phenomenal. But that's also my ego. Mm-hmm. And many times throughout history, the ego has been associated with Satan. Oh, that's, yeah. That's 100%. the part of me that takes my existence mm-hmm. to hell. That's hell on earth. Mm-hmm. Fuck this job. I hate being here. I hate serving people coffee. I hate doing this. I hate doing well, this. That's, that's, that's hell on earth. That's I'm the creating, first time Satan shows up. I'm, is in yeah, the garden. Exactly. What does he tell Eve? You, oh, you'll be like God yourself. Go for it. Go yeah, for yeah. it. You know, he's, he's been holding back from you. Yeah, he wasn't telling you. It's, he's unfair. You're like He's probably taken like 80% of the cut. You know that job at Starbucks? You know the guy, the CEO? He's a multimillionaire. Look at you. You're only making $15 an hour. Like, it's it's that's the lie of Satan. Very good. Very good. He that's, wants you to be yeah. that way. And that creates, I get to create my own little hell mm. mm-hmm. living that way. And then I go home and I kick the dog and I curse at my wife and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I go get on my porn Mm-hmm. And then I and then I wake up and do it all over again, and enough of that, and I don't want to exist anymore. So, the spirit that I'm bringing to the path that I'm walking helps my awakening. Either I'm going to awaken spiritually because I have some gratitude in my life, I have some presence in my life, I have some vertical spiritual dimension in my life, or. I'm going to become more and more unconscious because I'm spinning my own little hell. And, and that's very specific, and I, I love this. And I want you to talk about this. So I get the job at Starbucks. I go there. What does that look like now on the new path? Well, it looks like you calling your bullshit out with the negative attitude that you always had at every other job, calling your victimhood out, and putting your – what does Jason look like with his best self? Mm. with the smile on his face, serving the employees, serving Starbucks, and serving those customers. Fantastic. And I'm going to be my best in doing that. Fantastic. What does that look like? That looks like Now you have a whole paradigm. That looks like the spirit of Abel. Mm. And they said Abel walked with God. That looks like walking with God. So now I'm walking in the garden. I'm in the Adam <laughs> walked with God too. I'm walking. I'm, in, I'm creating my own heaven. Mm. I'm creating heaven on earth and it doesn't matter. This is the best part about this. If you get further enough down the path and you can buy into this, fucking buy into this, the job doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're fucking pouring coffee. It doesn't matter if you're throwing trash for waste management. It doesn't matter if you're training people in the gym. What matters is the spirit that I bring to the job. Do I want to be there? Do I want to be of service? Am I here to help? Am I here to give? Or... Am I spinning hell? Am I saying, all you guys are against me? I hate having to get up in the morning. I well, hate you, having to be here. One is selfish, the spirit of Cain. This is selfishness, what you just said. The other is, let me practice in small ways not to be selfish. Oh, I'm going to remember the regulars that come in, and mm-hmm. I'm going to purposely write their names down. Because that causes me not to think about me and me being a victim, and they're the enemy, and they're interrupting me when I'm trying to make coffee, but it causes me, I want Frank to come in, because mm-hmm. I want to say, hey, how's it going? I'm not going to talk about me and be selfish. I'm going to ask how your day's doing, Frank. I'm going to pour my spirit, and th- this, as, as it's just coffee, but it's way more than coffee. Right. It turns into, right. we talk about spiritual alchemy. Yes. It, you don't realize the power that you create, whatever job you have. Whether you're, whatever it may be, you said trash, whatever, when you come with an attitude of, of service, higher self, it's godlike. So powerful. Like, it, it's, it's that ego god, the opposite of that in that show we're watching. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, foundation. Yeah, yeah. Foundation yeah. is killer. Um, you know, when I was working at a restaurant, that's not a very glamorous job. Like, I touch people's saliva, I'm throwing trash. I have to clean up Dirty after plates. people. I have to alcohol. I have, have to, to clean up. The alcohol spills on me all the time. I, I you know, idiots. I have to deal with you deal with people. Bathrooms. <laughs> it's not, it's not the most. It's not the most glamorous job, but the spirit that I was able to bring to that job, I was. I'm so so grateful that that crazy restaurant environment, was, I got to use as a practice ground, for these spiritual tools. 
Can I detach from other people's unconsciousness? Mm -hmm. And can I bring my own presence to the situation? How good does it feel being in someone's presence? The part of you that's connected to God, the part of mm -hmm. you that is unconditional, the part of you that is eternal, mm -hmm. how good does it feel yeah, to experience that? Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. The best thing I can give anyone. Well, that's how we met. And I didn't give it, yeah, absolutely, yeah. A lot, a lot of years met, ago. Yeah. And I wasn't perfect at it. And I, I was impressed, I was so impressed with the service that I was like, what the fuck? Because just my friend and I were coming there just to smoke cigars. And, uh, and it was like, 180 degrees from how everybody else but what you've done with your spiritual alchemy in that yes, job yes is an average person there the average and they had some cute girls that you'd look at or whatever you know waitresses but you know you're not gonna they're not gonna remember your name they're not gonna remember like you joked around about stuff that with the cigars they're not gonna go get the ashtray for you they're not gonna do all the amazing things that you did remembering what you drank remembering names which is like how the fuck do you remember my name you know all all of those things you did you 10x'd everybody else income-wise. Yeah. I'm not going to mention numbers, but I guarantee you, each and every one of you would be shocked at how much money you can make in a night. Yeah. They're, knock down some serious cash. You were making what a doctor makes. But that's because of the presence I brought to the situation. Yes. I, start, I, you know, I started practicing, God help me offer my presence, God help me offer my presence. And because it feels so good. Yeah, to be in that vibration. It feels so good to be in that flow of energy. How many hundred dollar tips did you get? Started Thousands. throwing money at me. Yeah, people started throwing, throwing. money yes. at me. Yes, yeah, because it feels so good. That type of service is unheard of. I was a paradigm in the industry. Yes, you, you, usually you get people who are drunk, yeah, or high, and they forgot half your fucking order. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, okay, well, let me. I'll be back. And that's not what I brought to the table. I brought my very best. And and you could see it. It was so obvious. It was not, I got to say, you know, this didn't happen overnight. This, this, I learned this through years of heartache and I learned this through years of spinning my own hell. And I learned this through years of willingness to continue to expose myself to spiritual teachings. And those spiritual teachings ripped me up out of that hell. And they presented me with an alternative mm -hmm. type of behavior. And that alternative type of behavior said, go fucking help other people. Because Be when, you, service. when you're at that level, like like you were, I saw at that restaurant, um, and you, it's just very rare to see that. But the second part about that is when you start to act in that abundance mindset, it's amazing what the universe gives you. Like, you know as well as I do, if you do that at Starbucks, what you did, you're going to be district manager. You'll be you're manager going to be in charge of three or four stores. Two weeks. People can't help but want to yeah. give you more. Very good. They're Absolutely. going to give you more. Very good. Like you're going to transform. If you're a garbage collector, they're going to be like, I don't know what the hell's going on with this guy, but you know he's too good of a worker too. How valuable are you to the work that you perform? Are you taking all the time? Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. don't even think of the paycheck. Don't think of the money. Say, how can I be the best version of myself and serve these people? That's such, the alchemy. That's such a powerful paradox. That's what so you I, did. I stopped focusing. And the money came. I stopped focusing on the tip. Mm -hmm. I didn't prioritize my wallet. I prioritized your experience. And paradoxically, I made a shitload more money. And you would tell me stories of when it, you focused on the tip. Yeah. And it and, went and real it bad. Yeah, it would go real bad. It went real bad because I had fear <laughs> yes. that you were going to screw me. Yeah, I had yeah. fear that you weren't going to give me what I deserve. Yeah, credit cards going to be. And I was yeah. here. I was there for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. I was there for me. I wasn't there to be of service and to provide, to offer my presence. The other beautiful part of that alchemy is I got like a best friend out of that. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I met you at a restaurant. Yes, yeah, 100%. And now, yeah. three years later, four years later, no, it's almost five, five yeah, years five later. five years later, yeah. We train together in the gym. We're doing we, this podcast. This we, is we, from we this. Bounce, we bounce spiritual ideas off each other. But I wouldn't have. I mean, how many people were at the? I mean, how many people served there? Twenty, twenty-five. Well, and through the years, it's like a revolving oh, yeah, door. I mean, I don't but even I mean, know. it's like I would go there just for that because when you, I haven't been there since you left. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's no reason to, you know, like, and, and I imagine a lot of people are probably like missing you, you know, in that point. You know, I mean. You're you don't want to be serving at a restaurant while you're a multimillionaire. I mean, you're sick for your time. It's yeah, not worth it, it at this point. It was a it was a, a wonderful stepping stone for me, and I'm yes. extremely grateful to have been in that environment. And you were saving tons of money. One of the and most, you bought real estate. One of the most successful environments in town. And 
I'm so grateful for that experience. People would be shocked. Uh, I, I, we're not going to get into numbers, but people would be shocked if you told them how much you could make in a night. A doctor probably makes that, maybe a surgeon makes that much in a night. You know, like working one shift. Like a, go, a surgeon goes to the hospital, works one shift. That's like what you were doing, bro. I know and, it, and, I know and, it now on the other side of the experience. I mean, but think I stopped, about that. I stopped trying to push the boulder by myself. Yes, yes. So in a very crazy environment where unconsciousness is the norm, I started asking God to help me push that load. Mm. And it was not a job. Like I've had a fucking blast. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I would show up, I would perform, I would perform. Well, how can a, how can an alcoholic serve alcohol? Yeah, that's only God. That's that's, that's it's not me. It's definitely not me. And I mean, you has got it all over you. It's splashing yeah. on you. That's I mean. a miracle, and that's a miracle. That's one of the the greatest miracles that is offered to us through recovery. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be dominated by a substance anymore. Mm-mm. I don't even have a an desire. emotional have no feeling. Yeah, I feel nothing. It's neutrality mm-hmm. in regards to that substance, and that substance used to make my stomach do figure eights. I would have panic attacks even being around it. So to go from panic attacks to feel nothing, that's a miracle. That's but God. that's God. That's the vertical dimension. That's the world of magic. It's like, how do you articulate magic? I don't know. You need to go fucking experience it for yourself. <laughs> that's how you articulate magic. When you understood, admitted your limitations, God, this is all you. I can't do this. God needs to do this. You realized that the current path you were on is unsustainable. I need a God path. You went on that path. And then next, and, and we'll, we're going to, because we've, we've already kind of went through these, so we'll go through these for a second time, but exercise and self-awareness and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, for you, you use a lot of affirmations. You always tell me, and I'm like, dude, so good. And I'll, I'll use them too. I use a lot of your affirmations. But um, w- like for me, self-awareness is calling my bullshit out. Very good. Like I do a different way, like, because uh, I'm really big on the self-awareness side. It's like, I ask myself questions. Why are you feeling this way? Like a couple meetings ago, I was like, Spirit of Cain, all over you, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you playing victim right now and being so angry at somebody that doesn't even care? They're not even thinking about you right now. You're you're thinking two hours before the meeting even hits that this other person's going to be angry towards you or, or spiteful, and, and it's the us versus them. And that's how Cain was with God yep. and his brother. He killed his brother for it. Yep. That anger, that jealousy, that, and we, we did a whole thing on that. So I don't want to get into that. But for me, it's like asking self-awareness questions. Why are you feeling this way? Oh, it's a spirit of Cain. Okay, call your bullshit out, Jason. You know, for you, you're more like repeat affirmations. Yeah, like you like to prompt yourself prayer, questions. You like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You like prayer and affirmations. The, the, the repetition works very well for me. So... I think most important is having a positive, for, for me, in my, one of my spiritual practices in regards to mindfulness and presence, is just having a positive, a positively associated repetitious behavior. Mm-hmm. And God, relieve me of this obsession. God, relieve me of this obsession. God, relieve me of this. I would say that 3,000 times a day, minimum. That's your addiction. God, relieve me of my obsession. When I was trying to, you know, when I was new in, in sobriety. Um, and now... It looks like I'm wildly successful because mm. I'm connected to the present moment. Not because of my bank account and not because of this job, that job, this, whatever, but because I'm connected to the present moment. Where does all power exist? In, in the present, present moment. Yep. Where does God exist? In the present moment. So what am I really saying when I say I'm wildly successful because I'm connected to the present moment? The undercurrent of that mantra for me is I want to be connected to God I want to be connected to source because that makes me useful mm-hmm. right now. When I'm useful, my life is abundant. Mm-hmm. I have there's just this endless wealth that's available for to me. I have this endless wealth of air to breathe, this endless wealth of podcast microphone to speak <laughs> into, this endless wealth of gym equipment to use and sunshine on my face. It's it's such a backwards way of existence. Air conditioning and have, heaters. Yes, yes, we're just there's Hot water. so much wealth available to me. And, I'm getting that's pissed the, because I can't. I have to load the dishwasher. <laughs> I have a fucking you have dishwasher. A dishwasher, bro. <laughs> In a few years, you'll have a dishwasher, and he'll be wearing an apron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's the dishwasher. That's my chef. He's the, yeah. he's the chef. <laughs> and um, you know that wealth of 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 it's there's just so much majesty available mm-hmm. to us. But I have to be willing to have that perspective, and with the repetitious 
affirmations do for me is I, I, I believe rewire my conditioning so that maybe that's my first thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's my first thought. My first thought is no longer fuck this motherfucker. Yes. Judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Judgment, judgment, judgment. Well, the, the, Maybe my first thought can be I'm grateful I have a load to push that I can handle. Mm-hmm. If that's my first thought, I'm doing really well. Well, yeah, why am I even thinking about this? In the present moment, there's no judgment. It doesn't even matter. So the, in the present moment, there's no obsession. So, the, and this is really key, and we'll, we'll close on this, and I think it's really good on our third point here. Exercises and self-awareness and mindfulness. Notice the word exercise. Hey. You have to exercise self-awareness and mindfulness. Yeah. Pulling mindfulness by pulling yourself in the present moment, self-awareness by doing affirmations, whatever that practice you use. Maybe you like to stop and read, or you like to go for walks and, and pray to God. What, mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. that self pulling yourself out of the bullshit. Very good, yeah. And believing in that current path that you're on. Because that current path, and you use this one all the time, and I love it. The current path I'm on is not real. That's not real. It's not real. My obsession is not real. That's a prayer. That's a mantra. That's an affirmation. All at the same time. And it's a recognition of awareness. It's like your, it's, it's like what you said you're with your son for Halloween. A kid that believes that that Halloween costume is real when they walk up to the door, if they believe that's real, it scares the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not. So I was Voldemort. But he was what? Uh, he was like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I'm, the prize is the candy. Yeah. Fuck all these decorations. I didn't tell you this. I was Voldemort for Halloween, mm-hmm. and I wore a mask. It was actually extremely frightening. And um, I did not want to traumatize my two-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so I got the mask, and I put it on with him. Mm, that's cool, yeah. And I said, I need you to understand this is dad. And then I put the mask on. I said, I need you to understand this is not real. And he, he got very afraid <laughs> yeah, he and like, he started Whoa. to cry a little bit. And then I would move the mask to the side of my face, to the top of my head. Right. To the, to, and I said, I need you to say that's not real. And I had him say, mm-hmm. that's not real. That's not real. And then on the scary houses when we were trick-or-treating, mm-hmm. there were witches up and yeah. there were glowing eyes. That's the thing. And yeah, scare them. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I could see him yes, withdraw. Yes. And I said, that's not real. And then he would walk over to the door, and he, he mastered his fear. He walked right through it mm. because he knew that's not real. That's not real. F- future events appearing real. Fear. That's not real. You know, fear is useful. Don't get me wrong. But just in regards to my crazy thinking, to my two-year-old <laughs> monkey mind thinking, that's not real. That's, that's not, not real. real. That's I had, so I had good. the best time trick-or-treating because I was able to bring my presence to my family and be with them. And having a family, especially having kids, young kids, is a major responsibility. Right. It's very difficult. But that responsibility gives me purpose. And children pay you for your time. The way they pay you is you get to see the world new again. Mm. It was like I had been never been trick-or-treating before. I was like, what the fuck? fuck is going on? I was like, look at all these kids. This is a blast. And he, it was because they had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And in that present moment, I was able to see the world through their eyes for a brief brief amount of time. And then seeing, watching him overcome that fear yeah. through you mentoring. and It's so awesome. It's so but that, that's the same as an addict. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's not real. That's not real. It's all fake. I need this alcohol to be okay. I need to have this porn in order to be okay. I need to have this cupcake. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to have 12 cupcakes. Yeah, yeah and that's then how I'll be, be okay. That's not real. And then I obsess. Well, so I eat four of them. There's 12. I eat four of them. Then I got to go to lay down. <laughs> and while I'm laying down, I'm thinking about the you, eight that are left. And you're guilty as shit. And then I'm like, mm, milk would sound good with that cupcake. <laughs> yeah, I'm already doing that. So, guys, we're done. Today's cool. But I, I do want to mention one thing. The number one thing that you can do for us with this podcast, if you if you appreciate this podcast, is share it with someone. Yeah. So click that share button. Um, send the links over. If, if this video helped you, help someone out with it. It, it. And everybody's an addict. Yes. You know, and everybody could admit something that they obsess over. Yeah. Whether, Even if it's addicted to my crazy thinking. Yeah. Cr- crazy, to thinking. work, to, to food, to porn, to gambling, all of these things. So if you know somebody, just say, hey... 
And and don't do it like I know you're an addict. Here, watch this video. <laughs> be like, hey, th- this video really helped me out. I've been struggling. Be honest. Be open about what your addiction is. I've been struggling with you know this, this, or this, and this this episode helped me out. And I just wanted to share it with you because I love you. You know, that's so powerful. You don't realize where somebody could be at. And I know a lot of you have shared comments with us, and we appreciate that. And Ireland, uh, we're, we're working for you there. <laughs>